You are now listening to Caffeine and Sarcasm. I'm your host, Logan Campbell. Buckle up and brew a cup, because here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Caffeine and Sarcasm, where we talk about everything from coffee beans and power cleans and everything in between. My name is Logan Campbell, and I am grateful to have you here tuning in to the podcast. Uh, Before we get started, please do me a favor, run over and subscribe to the podcast, give me a five-star review, and if you want, leave me a verbal review as well, because that helps push this show even further, and uh, tell all your friends about it too. Um, Today, it's, let's see here, it's November 17th. We still don't know who the president's going to be, and the coronavirus is somehow magically getting worse and worse. Um, (laughs) You know, I find it uh, necessary to document this whole experience, because this year, as we all know, has been just a giant dumpster fire. Um, it's, It's been very, very hard for everybody for when it comes to everybody that's a first responder, police, EMS, fire, nurses, doctors... I know that hospitals have been overrun. I know that you know crime has been has increased because you know cops don't want to do cop stuff anymore because we're basically not allowed to due to the you know court of public opinion. It doesn't matter what your policy is or what the law is anymore. But I did want to say something really quickly and then we will get directly into the interview. And that thing is keep your chin up. I know this year has been tough on everybody. Not just first responders, not just teachers. I know it's been incredibly tough on teachers. I've seen so many videos of educators that are so frustrated with having to do Zoom and everything. And it's not that they're frustrated that they have to do it, that they're being forced to stay home. It's the amount of educating that they can't do. The amount of quality contact with kids that they're not able to have because it's all through you know, the computer. I think we can take a lesson from that in that we are so involved in social media that it's dehumanized us. This whole having to do everything through electronic, through Zoom and all that, it's dehumanized us. If you do yourself one favor today, please try to stay human. I think that's that's more important than people are willing to admit. So that being said, um, stay positive, you know, be happy, drink a cup of coffee, actually grab a cup of coffee and enjoy this interview with Dispatcher John. All right, everybody, uh, here is my second interview. I'm pretty excited about, uh, somebody that I actually met for just a brief second at police week. Uh, those of you that follow on Instagram know him as Dispatcher John. So welcome to a thunderous applause. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll add it one in there. How about that? I'd appreciate that. What's on, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Not a lot. Just, uh, I got, just got back from vacation. Um, been a while since I took one and took one right in the middle of a hurricane, went down to Florida. Yeah, at least we're at least you're able to go. I'm. I, it's funny because you you went down to Marco Island, right? We bounced around. We was gonna go to the Keys and check out the Keys, and there, that was gonna be impossible. So we just 
shot across to Sarasota and, and then we wound up and we, for half a week. And then we went to micro Island for a week. Yeah. That's I'm, I'll be there in December. Uh, we're going down to Marco Island. So it's nice. It is beautiful. Just well, hopefully there's no hurricanes or anything while we're going through. No, it's supposed to, it was supposed to pick up and get really nice when we left. Well, but we only had, I don't, I don't want to, I mean, we only had like a day and a half maybe of rain, which we took in stride and just kind of hung out. We uh, rented a really nice house down there and just kind of loafed, relaxed and got away from everything. That's what it's for. I hate having planned vacations. Like oh, yeah. uh, there, there's, there's one video. I don't remember who, who does it, but it's dad's on vacation and it's, you know, like we got to follow this itinerary. And it's like, that is not me at all. I just, if I'm on vacation, I want to, I want to wake up. I want to drink some coffee, have breakfast, maybe go wor- work out, like go for a run something, but I really don't want structure. No, we, uh, no, there's not at all. We, I, cause I, you've, I don't know if you've ever heard those saying, well, you need a vacation after your vacation to rest okay. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't, I was, you know, we, we were very active, but we took plenty of time just to hang out. And if it was raining, stayed in the house. We had a dock right on one of the uh, channels so we could go out and fish. We, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, everything was right there and didn't really bother us. So, I mean, there was other things we wanted to do. We couldn't, but it was overall, because of the rain or because of COVID? Rain. I mean, wow. rain was the only thing that stopped us. There That's wasn't much. Florida's um, going pretty well going. Uh, they had to. I mean, you know, the whole state is a tourist state, so they can't really. Yeah. They can't they shut were, down. They make too much money off of that. Yeah. I, uh, I had one encounter with a Karen. While I was down there and <laughs> a Karen encounter. <laughs> I did. It was yeah. It could have got bad, but there it was I was reserved. I said, you know, I kept it there was kids around. I'm like, lady, actually I gave her the ma'am. And <laughs> I had to use the ma'am. Yeah. So what, you you were in a grocery store or something and weren't wearing your mask or what? Yeah, I, it was on, but it wasn't on to her liking. I was getting stuff out of the cart, and she said, uh, uh, "Put your mask on, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like nobody else in the store is wearing it, right?" I said, "Mine just slipped off. I got foggy glasses. I'm trying to put groceries on the thing." And uh, I said, I, "I understand. You know, I just kind of, I understand." And she took a little further and I'm a nurse. Oh, she says, I work. I'm like, what are you doing in here then? I've been sitting in a hot tub, surrounded (laughs) by nobody. I was like, I'm taking every precaution I can. You're, and I didn't, I didn't say that, but I just, that's when I pulled out the (laughs) ma'am. Please. You you know, this, it always makes me laugh. Like they're, they, you see these videos of, people accosting other people about oh put your mask on or whatever and it's like you're the one who's literally coming over to me and spitting your saliva at me while you're talking like or you know i get it they're wearing a mask or whatever but it's like if you want to be socially distant or whatever stay away just leave me alone 
and I'll, yeah. I'll go about my business. I have bothered nobody. I've stayed away. If somebody, I, I don't wear a mask a lot, so I don't go where they're required. It's just that simple. Yeah. And I like one of the, the one that bothers me. If it's going to be done, do it right. Don't you know? There's so many contradictory from people saying you got to wear your mask. I'm talking like politicians and all that, you know. And then they do the exact opposite. And that's oh, where yeah, yeah. Because for me, not for thee. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole Nancy Pelosi going to get a getting a blowout and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, she can do it. Oh, but she was tricked. She was trapped by that that hair salon, remember? So she was, oh. that hair salon owes her an apology. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, you know, the, the whole thing just blows my mind because, you know, I'll, I'll talk about on my Instagram, you know, I'm going in to get groceries and I'm throwing my mask on. And I've had a couple of people be like, just don't wear it. You know, it's, you know, I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand. If people, if I were to go in there and somebody were to make a scene and I'm, and I start arguing with them, I, whether or not I'm using facts or not, they pull out their camera and get on Facebook live or whatever. Somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody knows I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, oh, well, he's a cop and he works for this city and he, and, you know, and then I'm in trouble because a, I, I should be setting a good example, you know, for the community and, and all that, because I work for the community, I work for the public and then I'm getting an IA and then it's just not worth it. I, I, it's not worth it. You know, like same thing at work, we're supposed to wear them now, even outside. If we're, if we are in public, we are to have a mask on. Wow. I mean, it's, it, our county is in red condition, red or whatever. Like they, they're, it's not, not as bad as Michigan where they're shutting things down again, but we're to the point where they're seeing some quote unquote increase in numbers. And I say quote unquote, because we've been wearing these masks for what, six months and we're still seeing an increase in numbers. Doesn't that prove that they don't work? Yeah. Well, uh, they, I always heard that they didn't work as to block it, but they reduced the risk. Prove uh, that though. Yeah. There's, uh, there, there have been zero controlled studies on whether or not they work. You cannot prove to me that they work. That there's no controlled studies on it. So, I mean, I'll wear it, whatever. You want me to put it on? Fine. I, I don't give a shit. I'll wear it. If it, if it keeps the Karens and the, the Kevins away, I, I don't care, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I know that a whole bunch of people are because it takes away our ability to emote. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't walk up to a scene and, and smile and, and introduce myself and everything. You have to see me smiling from my eyes instead. So it's. And, you know, we, I, I don't have to wear them in mine. I mean, we're, it's different for, you know, dispatch. We're secluded in everything, but they, you know, somebody was walking through and then days later they found it. Well, here comes in, you know, one of the upper ups and they're spraying the office. And I said, you know, what are you doing? Well, we're fogging the office. There was a, I'm like, you understand that's like putting a condom on my dad right now. We've been contaminated for, for days now. And I was like, you know, we wipe the desk, we sanitize, we wear uh, uh, hand cleaning times are all over the place. And I said, you know, we're, we're batting 100% in here. We've been pretty good. 
you guys, you know, and it's like, oh, so I just want to point that out. I made my point. Do you have the, do you have the magical plexiglass in between, you know, the, the plexiglass that stops all the disease from, <laughs> from spreading? Well, now there's a, I mean, we have a glass, they say is bullet resistant. And uh, when they installed it, the thing was, they said, well, it can take like four swings of a sledgehammer before it breaks I'm like, well, as long as I got a sledgehammer and they're not shooting at me, that's good. <laughs> and he, but it was, uh, we, we have glass and we don't have the barrier protective. Or we have four uh, consoles and, you know, they're separated. Uh, so, so you guys don't have, because, because our dispatch center, like there's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a, it's a pair of, of dispatchers. But mm-hmm. down the middle is they've they've installed this plexiglass, like it's like four foot by you know four foot wide, and it's like the disease can't get through now. <laughs> so it, it's the same thing as it like the the register at checkout, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm literally handing you something around the glass. <laughs> yeah, or you if you use the card, you got to punch in your code, and everybody in that store has touched that pad. Yeah. You know, to me, it would be, I would be more at ease with it if everybody just said, we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying. We're just trying to figure, because the one that got me is when I walk into a store and this kid, they had, I I don't mean to disrespect him anyway, but he just looked like a kid. He was really 85 pounds, had a badge on him. And he's like, sir, do you have a mask? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I just kept on walking. But I said, as I walked in the store, I passed like six masks laying on the ground and people mm-hmm. asking the shopping carts. And then they're piled up in a trash can by the exit door. If those are contaminated and then those germs are in that mask and they're laying around to me and I'm not anything educated or anything certified, but that looks like a biohazard or there's germs on these carts or germs on the parking there's just everywhere just flown around but you want to get onto me because i don't wear it correctly or it's and when i went into the store most majority of the people had them pulled down weren't using them yeah chin diaper yeah so i i I, my big question is what did they do in the early 1900s last time this happened because they obviously made it through right they didn't have what we have now i don't know it's you know, and I've done some research on it, like I, because I want to, I like to be informed. That's one of the reasons why I, I mean, you know, like we were talking about before, I think before we started recording, um, you know, you <laughs> tend to avoid politics. And I actually just on election day, I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm tired of, of not saying anything. This is who I support. And I, you know, posted a picture of me wearing a Trump shirt. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of my most liked pictures. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, for, people really liked it but i also had a whole bunch of people on there that took the time out of their day to lay some hate and i'm like you know whatever it's just generating more you know draw onto my page so i don't care but the the fact that it is so politicized because like you said you know nobody really knows what's going on mm-hmm. but it's you know they they call it the virtue signaling it's like if if you are if just wear your mask and it's nice you know and it's like it's like but why can can you tell me why 
we're no, at that point. It's 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 insane. Yeah, the big issue, and one of the issues I have now in my state here, they're talking about shutting down again, and they're Same going here. to shut down. But they are not going to keep the children out of school on remote. They're going to go ahead and send them to school. Now. <laughs> That's kind of backwards, isn't it? Well, you know, at, at this point, what is it about? Is it about the federal money that they're going to lose if they don't send the kids to school? Because if a kid can go sit in school with every kid in the community that lives differently and has different levels of sanitation or whatever, or just, you know, their own way about it, how does that not affect then them going back home because now they're saying, well, you know, you can't have Thanksgiving with so many people and this and that. And then, but they can all come together and sit in a building together all day or half a day and then go home. It just doesn't. I, that's what, that's what gets me. And I, anymore, it's just, you can't, it's like we're swimming in crazy. Yeah. No, it, it, and it, the problem is like, like we've, we've said, I just, I don't think anybody really knows what's going on. I mean, I believe that it's, it's deadly, obviously not as deadly as we initially expected because it's a 99% survival rate for the majority of the population. Mm -hmm. But, you know, between that and the fact that it is, they, they claim that it's more, uh, you can spread it more than you, it spreads easier than just the, say the regular flu. Cause I was, you know, I was talking with my wife this morning, um, about the flu because it's flu season now. And, and it's like, well, yeah, but have you seen the flu numbers? Well, no. Oh, it's because they're not reporting them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, so how many people are going to literally just have the flu, but they're just going to call it COVID. Which they were doing when this thing kicked off. Yeah. You know, look at Elon Musk. He got, he went and got tested four times in the same day. And it was a 50, 50. Yeah. Like the, it's, I think that was a big thing because being as influential as he is, and I don't think he's a guy who can be bought because he already has all this yeah. money. So I don't think his, his opinion or influence can be purchased by anyone. Yeah. And you hear stuff all over. I mean, I don't think I try not to give my location away that way. It just keeps it. Not that right. I'm secluded or anything, but I mean, <laughs> It helps me avoid trouble with my job. Right. I said I'd never, but. Well, you know, you're just in a witness protection program. That's yeah. that's what it is. I've seen stuff. <laughs> I said, um, you know, I don't ever connect myself with my department or city or state. Usually, I mean, I'm, I've been pretty good about that because I just don't want there to be any issue and that makes it easier. Right. But I want to tell this, and I want, I'm just going to make, I'm trying to take a minute to make sure I don't give it to say, but there was some law enforcement officers handled a call, and they were advised that they had to go get tested because of a possible exposure. It wasn't for sure, but this was back when everything was um, just kicking off. Not well, about midway through, whatever that would be. Um, but they were still using precaution. Hey, if there's an 
any chance to go get tested. So these two officers were going to get tested, pulled up, um, and was actually diverted from going to get tested to a, is either a traffic crash or shots fired, serious call. They were wound up on it for hours. Um, didn't get away, didn't go get to the test. Um, pretty much when they wrapped up that call, they went and crashed, you know, just worked over their shift and just totally forgot about it. Days later, they get a letter that they tested positive. And they went into the higher ups and said, we didn't even get tested. We didn't go. We didn't show up. And they were shown that they were positive. I was like, how does that happen? I mean, I can understand a false test, a test or whatever, but these guys didn't even show up because of, well, they were asleep. I mean, they had to get some sleep. Yeah. And yeah, they sent them results back saying, well, you were positive. (laughs) And I've heard of that happening here and there more than that. Yeah. That's insane. Now I'm going to have to look that up. Find out where you are. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know that it was really released out. I mean, that's... That's interesting. That's, yeah, that was just between here and there. I mean, it was... That's probably shadow banned. We probably can't Google that. No, I don't know anywhere that would post it. I mean, it was... I talked to one of those officers' co-workers. Yeah. So just between us, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't out. So Mm. that's interesting. It was was just something I knew of. Yeah. Well, speaking of shadow bands, do you feel that at all with, because obviously your, your, your page is it's, you know, law enforcement, uh, first responder dispatcher based memes. And it's some of the, some of the shit that you come up with. I'm like, how, how is your mind so full of all this stuff? You just keep cranking it out. So, I mean, I obviously, a lot of the, the pro conservative pages, uh, law enforcement pages, that sort of thing, even military pages, we get, I mean, I get throttled big time on stuff. Like, you know, I've, I'm, my followers aren't that big. I've only got 6,700 or so, but I'll get like a hundred likes mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll reach like 500 people. I'm like, how does that, how does that even work? Do you feel that? I, I received a message that my page had been restricted and I didn't know, understand it, or I really didn't look into it, but I've noticed my numbers have fluctuated some. Um, I can post something and it, I, I don't know if it's the time of day, the algorithm or whatever, but I have, if I post something, I can get, you know, there's times I can get 65, 95 likes there's times I can post something and it just goes uh, through the roof. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, you know, just the right one sharing it or, um, you know, like I did, I made two Biden posts, one I made and one I shared. And the one I shared just was, was one of the highest ones I've had. And, um, it was him say well you know remember that when this kid was young and he grew up to be it was a kid from deliverance playing the banjo oh yeah i just shared it it wasn't mine i just 
if I share something, I, I always try to give credit, but there was no mark on that one. I didn't know whose it was. Yeah. I don't put my one, mark. One on. of the great meme lords out there. The greatness. And I don't, I won't put my name or marker on anything I don't make. So, right. I, it just, and that one just went and crazy. Now with Facebook, um, I have a little bit bigger audience there and it's the same thing. It's, I've had some that reach into huge numbers and then some that just, it'd be lucky if anybody's seen it. So I don't know, I don't don't understand how it works, but I don't, that message, and I don't know why I would be restricted because that was actually before the Biden joke um, I shared. And somebody told me, I said, I don't understand why I would be. I said, I'm, I'm the funny guy. I just keep on trying to be funny and not get involved. Cause I honestly, I don't think people would, I don't see why people would care what I say or, yeah. I mean, everybody's got an opinion, but as far as I'm concerned, you know, my opinion is my opinion and I'm, I'm there to, I, I started out to make people laugh and reduce stress in dispatch centers. And then, you know, along the way, other first responders picked it up and, um, you know, started police and fire. And I started going to different genres there. And I said, you know, I don't care. I make anybody laugh, anybody I can. And to me, that's, that's why I, I don't, because I think there, if you get, because that post there, when I put that out, I got some hate and somebody was saying that I sound delusional and I just laughed. I was like, it's a joke. Why? You know, I think the best, and I think it was, I don't know if people put it on Mike Tyson's picture or I didn't ever verify the quote, but said people today are so comfortable with social media saying stuff without getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. Without without that fear of being punched in the mouth. It's got to be like 99.5% of the stuff posted. If it was back on the playground back in the day, somebody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's for sure. And it's, it, you know, I don't know who we can attribute that quote to. I don't think that was Tyson, but you know, people, people put that picture together. It's like, it's like when they put motivational, or just random quotes with pictures of celebrities or actors. I hate when people do that. You know, they make it all black and white and look all fancy and stuff. And it's like, they didn't even say that. Like, that's not. I seen those. And I, I even took a page from that. I put, um, if you call 911 and hang up, I say, if you call 911 and say, just get here and hang up, your mom's a hoe. And I put it. <laughs> As Abraham Lincoln saying it, <laughs> <laughs> I had some more I didn't release. I I was getting carried away with it because it hit so hard. I was like, I think I had Gandhi saying, uh, "This bitch is empty." Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, my kids say that. Yeet. Yeet. Yeah. Uh, my daughter showed me a. Uh, uh, TikTok the other day of a yeet baby, and I said I gotta look that up. I haven't looked it up yet, but this little baby's in the crib, and they go say it again. She yeet, and that's all she's doing. (laughs) 
there was some more. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was giving. You don't know what's what anymore. Quotes or so yeah. I, was, I had fun with it. Yeah, you uh, you put out a how many? Do you just post as many as you want a day? Or I mean, because like you, I I have no idea how this algorithm works. I've tried to figure it out, but I every time I read something, I'm like, oh, this this is the trick, it, and then it completely backfires. I'm like, I, I I just so I just post stuff now. I don't I don't even care at this point. So you know, I mean, you know, some people say that you know you should only post one thing a day or two or whatever, and it seems like you know, a whole bunch of like you and 10, eight memes and everybody, they just, just lay out like 15 posts for the day. And it's like, you know, you get what you get. Mm -hmm. I, I seem to do better during the day than I do in the evenings or, but I don't want to forget the midnight shifts. And I try to put stuff out then too. And I don't, I, I, I don't understand it at all. So to me, I feel that if I actually sit and just try to make them, they suck. Um, and there's times I've posted ones that I think suck and people just go nuts with them. Same. But, and because they'll be like, I start climbing, I'm like, it's going nuts. I'm like, really? You thought that was funny? That one, I worked for 30 minutes on that one. And it yeah. got like, <laughs> but this one, it's just, okay. <laughs> yeah i'm the same way because i will i will come up with something and i'm like this is the funniest thing i have ever made and it'll get like 100 likes and like mm -hmm. nobody will share it i'm like really this is hilarious like you know when i first got started and i <clears throat> i didn't i'll ask I, I, anybody i don't you know and i i sent a message to officer daniels and I said, hey, I'm, you know, getting started. He shared one of my videos. He shared one of my videos when I, before it was actually Dispatcher John. It was just me being stupid. And he shared it. And it was one that went viral. I mean, it was huge. And it was the, uh, I hear gunshots with the fireworks going off. Mm -hmm. And I said, what advice do you have? I said, I, I'm, I'm thinking about getting involved in this and doing it on my own. I've been writing for pages and writing jokes for other pages and he said just be real and make the content you want to and stick to it don't let anybody divert you from it yep and i took that to heart and i was like if it you know i, I don't do some things that other pages do and um, i just try to keep it as real as possible and like i'll like just before I got on, I was scrolling through and I seen a, I can't remember the page, but they put out a meme and it's a saying that I started on one of mine and it got stolen over and over and over. And it had, I said, there's proof. I said, I know that happened. And uh, to like, it was one night I was working and every time we gave a unit a call it was questioned it was why this why that and i was it was busy and i i said uh it's called dispatching not negotiating go to the call oh yeah everybody just started laughing so i'm like well give me a second made a meme real quick and posted it went nuts and now i've seen that same thing 
on t-shirts on Amazon. I just seen it on a post <laughs> of someone else's. I'm like, to me, I don't get butt hurt. I was like, I take it as a compliment, you know, somebody's yeah. seen it. I mean, but when, you know, someone just takes your joke and puts their name on it, I don't like that. That's kind of cheesy, but the way I look at it, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to be arguing over a, a mean joke, you know, so yeah. me. I, my philosophy is push. If everybody pushes each other, everybody's going to benefit. You don't have to, you know, if somebody sees me doing something and they do something, they can even do it better. It brings, still brings enjoyment to people that I wouldn't contact or I could reach or or it makes them better or teaches them how to do something or make a better meme or joke or. Yeah. So not necessarily, not if everybody pushes people down, it's pushing people forward. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I don't get anything from knocking someone. I mean, that's why if, if something was ever taken from me or copied or, you know, I just, people let me know. I'm just like, eh, I don't sweat that. I mean, yeah. I'll, I may call them if it keeps on say, Hey, <laughs> give me some credit. But. Right. You know, it's, it's funny. I've, I've come across that with like just the content that I do. Um, I came across a couple of different pages that were, I mean, I, I, I always hate to say that, you know, copycatting is, you know, the sincerest form of flattery or whatever, but I'll be honest, it's obnoxious. Like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of created my own lane here, like doing what I'm doing and you know, you, you've got your stuff that you do, you, you do you and, and let me do me like, don't, don't steal my stuff. And I, I know it seems really kind of silly cause we're, we're grown men talking about what we do on the internet for strangers, mm-hmm. but you know, in all honesty, like you know, it's, it's something obviously that people enjoy because they still check out my stuff all the time. So when I see someone else taking like my idea of something that I'm doing, it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to make a scene out of it. I'm not going to cost them about it, but it's like, like, dude, do your own thing. Like, <laughs> it, it, like there's a, because I will share I, 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 other pages. I see they don't share other people. I will. Yeah. If, think something is genuinely funny or you know i've sh- i've shared your stuff i've shared um, i just scroll if i like it i share it and uh i don't think of it as um what i mean i share it i don't i don't copy it and take their name off i give them credit share their post right you know that's the kind of philosophy of pushing each other forward i think but that's that's the whole thing of giving credit where credit's due. I ain't I ain't the funniest guy on the planet, and uh, there's going to be people I think better than me. I'm not going to try to knock them down or whatever. If and if they have uh, a smaller following than me, I don't care. They're going to they're going to be coming up. Share it. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, if I can help somebody grow their page, and you know, if they blow up. They're going to help me, I hope, I, in return at some point if I make something they like. But yeah. uh, Have you, like, when it comes to creating your memes, is it something that's just 
happening to you in real time and you come up with several or like, cause I'll just be going through my day and just be driving and be like, Oh, that'd be a good meme. And I'll stop and like make a note in my phone like that, or I'll be watching a movie or whatever. How do they come to you? Real time. I'd make them as they happen. Or if I, I've got this bank memory of just every goofy movie or every goofy scene that I've, and if something happens, I can relate them. That's one thing I will say. That's smart. Stop. Write it down. Because I've lost so many. Like, oh, yeah. I'll make that later. I'll get with that. I'll make that. That's funny. And then later I'll be like, what was that? I have no clue what I was talking about. Happens and to me all the time. Gone. And they've been, I think, you know, then again, you know, that's I think it's funny. But, um, who knows? I, you gotta keep notes. That's one thing I've learned or do it right then. But that, like that one, it's dispatching, not negotiating that happened right then. And, you know, it was slow. I Google searched dispatcher, got a picture. And what was that is I posted it and they start, uh, dispatcher started sending me messages saying, I know her. And they started tagging her in it. And I'm like, now that's cool. That's what. That's really awesome. <laughs> that's they're like, I know that one. I know that dispatcher. And uh, I was like, now that I, I like that. And, uh, you know, I, it's always been about serious and this and that and making people laugh. But then people started, when I started getting messages of, man, you really helped me get through a shift or man, I needed that laugh or, uh, my day was just shit and you just made me laugh. That's, I said, you know, that's when it started going. And then I've received messages of, Hey, um, you know, I, I had a bad call and I've got, um, I suffer from PTSD and I know I'm not a dispatcher, but he said, uh, or they said, I can't remember here, but it said, uh, could you, uh, chat me for a minute and then I said yeah I said yeah and, and then that's when I started taking it serious and really delve into it and um, seeing that it was actually more than just jokes and it could be more than just jokes you know so you know to me people when they need a laugh they need a laugh and that's why I've always kept out all the politics or all the I don't know. I just try to keep it light and keep it. This is what it is. And this is what it's good for. And yeah, I mean, laughter's therapy. Yeah, it, it is, you know, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people are, are driven towards pages like yours and, and 10, eight and everybody that where it's like, look, I just, I just want to veg out and laugh for a little bit. And you know, they, so they come to pages like yours and, and, you know, like you said, they want that relief. I mean, I've told people, I said, when do you feel your weakest is when people laugh at you. So if something's coming at you, if you laugh at it, you're to me. I mean, this is just my feeling. If I laugh at something, I take strength from, I, I don't give it the power that it has. That I think, you know, I keep it, you try to keep them, your problems small. And that's my whole philosophy. If you laugh at it, you're, you're making it weaker it's it's going to get weaker 
no, no, no matter what. And, you know, not all things are laughable or to laugh at, you know, but you laugh at what you can. Absolutely. So, so you think that's your main drive then now at this point? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, more people are laughing, the better, I think. You keep it, uh, I don't, uh, I mean, now don't get me wrong. I, I, I am involved in politics. I, and, um, something I, you know, if I reach a certain point, I would, I would love to be involved in, in reclassifying dispatches, first responders politically. And absolutely uh, pushing that. And, um, you know, a lot of the vacation when I was inside and I constantly was on my phone watching these results. And cause I mean, I, 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 my, the country is, you know, highly, highly important and, and being involved in and watching these come in. Now you hear all these stories of the votes and this and that. It's like, I like the old quote of, you know, the left wing and the right wing are still connected to the same bird and people need to realize. But I, you know, these agendas and whatever it's just it's getting crazy carried away i just try to keep it simple for me yeah you know it's it always has confused me why dispatchers aren't included in first response you know they they say it's clerical work i I believe is what it's uh, defined as but it's like i mean technically you are the first responder because you're answering the damn phone so it, it is, it's always confused. Like, why would you say no to that? Why would, why would anyone say, no, we're not going to put you in the first responder category. I know that I, I think some States have. Yeah. There, there. Have, um, I think of it as a lot of old school mentality. I had, uh, I've seen it. Um, well, you know, you're just a dispatcher and, you know, from some guys and, you know, we get there. We do. Yeah, but I said, you know, what about the dispatchers that have talked someone through CPR before officers get there, before the ambulance get there, or helped someone deliver a baby before you got there? I said, I said, you know, they, I've seen dispatchers do amazing things and things that other responders couldn't do just by mere use of our tools, our technology, they don't have that in the car. And yeah. on the, officers can do things that we would never be able to do by their tools and their resources. So we're not going to be able to catch someone jumping off a bridge or anything like that. But in the other aspect, we can maybe talk to them to, divert that a little bit until the officer gets there. I mean, it's everybody working together, same team, same goal. Yeah. I, you know, everybody was, I, you know, I, it's not that we gain and we could gain some through legislation if, if we're classified as that, but I mean, as far as mostly, I think it's just respect. I mean, it's the respect that hasn't been given. Um, I told a old 
chief of mine, he said, uh, he was that old school mentality. And he was, well, yes, but the officers have been to the academy. And I was like, yeah, I've heard those. And uh, he's like, whoa. And I said, no, no. I said, hear me out. I said, you, I said, I've always heard this. And I said, if you agree with me, if you don't, you let me know. He said, all right. I said, I've always heard that you use 90% of your resources on 10% of your community. I said, and your officers always say, we always deal with the same people over and over and over, or repeat callers, or repeat offenders. And I said, I don't know if that number's right, but it's got to be close. I mean, it's there's some people that I've never met in town through work and probably never will. They've never needed us. They've never, you know, lucky them. To, <laughs> but um, I said, how many contacts do your officers have? I said, you know, back then, this was a long time ago. I said, we have, you know, this many said numbers. I said, you have these numbers every day, and this is how many contacts your officers have. And majority of them are the same people over and over. Now, if it's not the same person, the contacts they have, they're pulling someone over for speeding or on the stop sign. They're not having the most positive contact with that. I'm like, eh, great, I'm getting a ticket. I said, now look at our call volume compared to that call volume. I said, we have thousands and thousands of calls. And I said, we don't even deal with people in town. People call us for information on neighborhoods, directions. Hey, what's going on in that town? I'm coming in. People driving through. I said, your dispatch center has such a substantial more outreach and contact with more people. If they're not top-notch, professional, courteous, friendly people, they're gonna do more damage than I think, than your officer who's making, and I'm not down talking officers, don't get me like that, but their numbers are here. And I said, if you utilize your dispatch to actually be something positive. You can have such a bigger outreach to community and outside of your community. And uh, he kind of got to thinking, but he was like, yeah, but they drive around. I was like, yes, they do. They drive around. But I said, you know, that was part of the problem. I read something that patrol cars actually did damage from taking officers out of the community from walking beats and they were in cars. I said, and it was just this discussion back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, I'm not going to make any headway with you, am I? I said, he goes, no. <laughs> I was like, well, I appreciate you being honest. <laughs> wow. But I think he did finally look at the numbers and, you know, to say, you know, someone's just a dispatcher. Dispatchers can do way more than I think people realize. And they have such a more outreach that could be utilized if people looked at it more because I'm telling you one salty sour dispatcher can do so much harm outside with the calls they take the way they handle them and inside with 
the environment they complete inside the department. So who knows? That's just my, I don't know. I got carried away on that one, didn't I? <laughs> no, it's good. You know, I, I agree with you because, you know, we've, we've all experienced that, that one dispatcher that, you know, doesn't have the best attitude or like, you know, we're right now we're having some radio issues. Um, it's a statewide thing apparently. Um, but it's, it's horrible. Like it's, it's so bad that it's a safety issue. And so we'll call out, you know, we'll go on a traffic stop and we'll get nothing in response and we'll call out again and then they'll respond and then we will respond. And then it's 10, nine, you know, they want you to repeat. And it's like, I can't stand when like, you know, they, they check on my status. You know, the, the initial one is, you know, 9182 dispatch checking your status. And if I don't respond, the second one is 9182 dispatch checking your status. And it's like, you know what? I could be dealing with somebody that's yelling at me that I didn't hear you. I could be fighting somebody. Don't be a smart ass over the radio because I didn't answer you one time. Yeah. I, I can't stand that. And, and it comes back. We, we have, we're having some, terrible radio issues right now too but um it comes back to um you know i've had officers just i advise and i'm like yeah we also advise that we can't hear nothing on this radio i can't stay and I'll, I'll even like you know i've got younger guys below me i will pull them aside be like dude you can't do that like you, you know we hate it when when they do it to us why are you doing it to them mm-hmm. like it's not okay either way. Like, you know, we're all trying to do the same job. Like you said, we're all, you know, we're all on the same team here. I get it's frustrating. It's very frustrating that we can't hear each other, but doing that crap doesn't help. No, I've seen, I've seen it done so much that new hires, if they don't understand what the officer said, they automatically go back and try to play it back. And I'm like, ask them again. I said, well, they said, well, they'll get mad. I'm like, no, they get mad if you give attitude. If you're doing your job and protecting them, they're not going to get mad. Yeah. You the radio shit, ask them. I said, now you're wasting time. If he is in trouble and fighting, you're going to take time to play back a tape, try to decipher what it is, and then act on that. When you can just hit that mic in less than a half a second and ask him again. Oh, well, I just don't want to make people mad. Well, we're not here to make them. (laughs) You know, we're here to be there at that split second. That's what I always tell people, you know, when you put handcuffs on them. Man, these things are uncomfortable. Yeah, they're not the pink fuzzy ones that you like to wear. Sorry. They're not from the adult store. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't. It's like, well, they're not built for comfort. They wouldn't make them out of metal if they were. What do you think is going to help? I, I just want to say first responders in general in the year that we're, we're coming in, because obviously the media doesn't really care for, for cops right now. Um, I've even seen videos of, you know, the quote unquote peaceful protesters, the rioters you know, cutting the, the hose lines on fire departments as they're putting fires out it's like, you know, do you, I mean, do you think that we're going to head into a civil war here? Do you think we're, or do you think that 
law and order is going to be is is going to stay and not even from a political standpoint this is this i'm i'm just talking like a like a human to human thing mm-hmm. i think that in my i think there hasn't been enough law and order i think the officers have been held back and i ain't just saying you know, free reign, but I mean, my opinion is it got worse when they actually let riots go. When they allowed people to riot, then it became acceptable, and now people think it's, this is our right to, it's not your right to go out and damage property. It's not your right to go out and hurt people. You have the right to go out and protest, and and that's that's what brings problems to light is people standing out and speaking up, not going and burning a building and, and damaging. Cause if you look at what that does to your community, if you're like, I want more for my community, well, you just set it back because that business isn't going to rebuild. And if they do look how many years it's going to take to rebuild and it does more damage than good. I, I mean, I, people, you know, people saying, you know, civil war, that would not be good. That's not something that anybody should even want to be looking forward to or. Um, I don't think it would happen, honestly. I, you know, there, there's a lot of mad talk because you know, we can do so much on the Internet now. Yeah. That, that people just run their suck. And I think when it when it came down to, you know, when it would come down to brass tacks of actually standing on front lines, people would be like, well, hold on. Why don't we talk about this? So yeah. I, I don't think that, that that would happen that way. Um, Joe Rogan put out a, a quote of, uh, he didn't, but someone put out a quote of his and it's, it's a lengthy one. I don't want to misquote it, but it was um, talking about how many veterans are in this country that oh, yeah. know, have seen violence and you do not, I mean, you don't, you don't want to wish, you don't want to open that box there. Yeah, that's, that's bad news bears. You know, they, they talk about, there's always the, the quote that's attributed, allegedly attributed to a Japanese general that was, you know, it would be unintelligent to invade the United States because behind every blade of grass would be a rifle. Yeah, because there are so many damn guns in this in this country, which is awesome, because mm-hmm. it's our God given right to have them. Um, I think that's accurate, though. I, I really do believe that there would be, you know, if if something were to happen like a Red Dawn type thing, I don't think it would go well for the invading force. I really don't, mm-hmm. because I know some some good old boys that would have that would just have fun picking off the the Ruskies as they're you know parachuting into their own little town and and it's different now because now i mean the public can buy body armor the public buy you know i know guys that can suit up with the finest of them Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not nothing illegal it's your self-protection so you know, it's not like back in the day, everybody grabbed a musket and went out and sealed that guys can, and people train, 
I mean, people yeah. train, they, they are, you know, you get some of these guys that, that do the three gun competitions. That oh. Are, oh my gosh. You want to talk about some shooters. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Oh my, they could lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and that's, I, that I think is, is the big thing that, that keeps it all from happening that, that really keeps, you know, cause you get this, this Antifa group, excuse me, this Antifa idea. Cause they're not a group. They're an idea. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you get them out there that, yeah, there's like a hundred of them or, or so in, you know, in a certain group or whatever. And it's like, if you really stood them toe to toe against a whole bunch of patriotic Americans, it wouldn't last long. No, it just mm-hmm. wouldn't. But I mean, why? I mean, it's got it's it's coming to a point to where something's got to happen. There's going to be somebody's got to do. You know, at what point do you say, okay, enough's enough? We're stopping it because yeah. for me, like some of the videos that just make my skin crawl is just because a, a kid. And I don't. I, I granted he was a young team but he was sitting in a restaurant and a man comes up and rips his trump hat off and i maybe threw a drink on us water on him or something how's that acceptable yeah some just you know to me if i had seen that i don't think i could just sit there and not be involved And, and it was in a restaurant um people just thinking they can go up in a attack you know people can have different opinions that's what it's all about it should be about and yep. i uh i didn't i don't i did yeah i think we got a couple i have a a trump hat but it's blue and um people's like oh you wouldn't wear a red one i'm like oh yeah i got some red one yeah. but i said um this one might sting a little bit more because i bought Trump hat in Vegas at his hotel. So I know that he got a hundred percent profit from this hat. <laughs> like that to sting a little bit more. And uh <laughs> and so, oh, but I mean I'm in you know the area I'm in where it's not that I wouldn't see any problems like that. I mean they had a Trump parade with that went really big here. Um so I mean, I, I I don't think I would ever see that. But how someone could sit and see someone accost to someone just because of a hat, minding their own business, not even doing anything to disturb them. How someone didn't slap that guy in the face with a dirty mop or, you know, knock him down a notch. I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. It's getting to a point where it's obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, people eating at a restaurant, people just coming up and yelling at them and disturbing them. And what are you going to gain from that? What's your end game? I mean, granted, there's some agenda behind it. And the more you talk about it, the more you sound like conspiracy theories. And that's where it's at. It's like we live in a conspiracy theory world now. It's like you can't even talk about stuff without sounding like that. Yeah, I agree. That's the way it is. Hopefully, by next year, the conspiracy theory will be done, and um, you know we can 
move past it and actually go to police week next year. I would hope so. I've only been to that one. And the next year was all ready to go and uh, uh, set it out. And they canceled. They was like, I was so excited to see that, he, that message they put out. They said, we are not canceling. I'm like, that's uh, okay. Now they're canceling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I already had my hotel and everything. Like I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. But uh, Relentless had uh, already uh, arranged things for us to go out there, and I said, uh, "I'm there." I'm like, "I got vacation time already. I'm good to go anytime." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, the one that kills me is Shot Show. I've always wanted to go to a Shot Show. Never. It may look too crazy, and granted, now I could, there's no way it could happen. It's a bit boring. So Is it? I, so I've been told it's it's uh, it's more because it's not like a you you can't shop. It's you know so it's it's a whole bunch of companies that are wanting people to invest in their their products. You know, so right. I mean, you do have like Sig out there and and HK and you know there's you know body armor reps Gauls. Uh, I know Bates is out there. So, you, you know, you do have these companies that are just talking about new products, but it's not like a, you know, you can go around and buy stuff from the booth. It's not, it's not like the Arnold classic or, or anything like that. It's, it's very salesman oriented. And I've been told that if you, you know, you're going up and looking at a product and the people work in the booth realize that you're not even interested in investing or buying, they'll just walk away. Because they're, you know, they don't want to waste their time, which I get, you know, they're yeah. long days, you know, they want to, they're there for a specific purpose. I get that. So, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it'd be nice to, to get back to, uh, to DC and do another police week. It was so funny. I was, I was literally walking out the gate to leave because I was getting on my airplane and, and I hear uh, Campbell and I turned around because all week or, you know, at least the, the two or three days that I was there, you know, it was strange to see people that I recognized that I'd never met before. Like I was working the, the barbells and badges booth and Tourette's cop walks up and I was like, Hey, you're Tourette's cop. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, what's up? And you know, you know, we just talked and you no. Know, so then I eventually made it around to, uh, you know, where like, uh, Bookham and Daniels and, and everybody was and Chelsea and all that, you know, it was, it was weird to, to see everybody. Cause it was like, we're all one great big family, even, you know, even though I don't, typically or technically work for humanize the badge or whatever but you know we all you know know each other quote unquote just from seeing each other's faces all the time so then as i'm leaving you know i I hear my name and i turn around and i'm like oh shit you're dispatcher john (laughs) it was just so weird oh i and i seen well i seen your name on your backpack and i'm like that's that is (laughs) i was like well i threw a stone out there hey yeah that's funny I honestly, and my family couldn't believe it, but I, they said, what'd you do when he was out there? And I said, I did not leave Tent City. I said, I didn't leave it. And I said, I went to the hotel and after Tent City, we went out and uh, some of the, there are some good stories from that. Coming to, we went and tried to go eat at this place in the middle of the night. And uh, I said, I did not go anywhere i said but anywhere i went i seen i saw 
my daughter killed me. I saw just the most amazing sights. And it wasn't anything to do with DC. It was in my hotel, I seen a, I do that all the time. I say, I seen, um, I saw this, uh, I'm working on that because it kills my daughter. She's like, no, it's, it's an Indiana thing too. It's fine. Yeah. I think it sounds better than I saw. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> a group of officers just decked out everybody top notch and they were going to the memorials and to represent one of their officers. And I regret not asking them, Hey, who are you here to represent? You know, you guys look and telling them they looked amazing. I mean, just everybody just hundred percent. And, uh, from there and then going, which the agreement was, I, I, I made the agreement with, uh, relentless look I'll, I'll work your booth i help promote you guys are promoting me i'm there and when i get there i'm at their booth from open to close glad there's food trucks right there which was yeah. amazing and uh to me i i'm a gabber i love to talk i love to meet people um and I would just stand there all day. And anybody that came up, where are you from? Um, talk to, I drove out there because I wanted to be able to get back. I didn't want any flights delayed or anything. So I drove. It's 13 hour drive. And uh, these West Virginia troopers came up and said, I said, where are you from? They said, we're troopers from West Virginia. I was like, man, I hate your state. I was like, I just drove through it. And it was traffic cones the whole way from line to line and i didn't see any other cars and uh, he's like yeah we get that a lot oh my gosh just the camaraderie though it was just the the talk just the talk and um oh just one that killed just he came up and um the one officer he said uh i was shot and i was down and he goes i want you to know I have so much love for dispatchers and this had nothing to do with me. I hadn't, I didn't work with this guy. I didn't know him. I did. And he started tearing up and his family was with our tearing up. He goes, my dispatcher saved me. And it's because of dispatcher and just throughout this mad love. I have, I'm not a well-spoken man. <laughs> I just, I said, glad you made it brother and hugged him. And I was like, there's nothing else I could think. That, what, what would you say? Um, and it was just story after story of, um, people coming up and, and looking for the fallen officers names on the shirts and I would help them look for it and then get to know them. And, um, they, one gave me a coin and said, this is him. This is, I'm like, I'll never get rid of this coin. I said, yeah. you, so you know that and I'm actually having a coin display built and, uh, I said, I'll, um, anybody gives me a, would give me a coin like that. There's no way I would trade or get rid of it. I said, that's a gift and that's a memorial as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But you can't, I mean, just, I, 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 you know, too, as well, being there, it was just unreal. Just the. One of the best three days I've ever had. Like, it was, it was just awesome. Just talking to people. You know, I'm like you. I like to talk to people and, you know, just. It, it was funny 
how many times I heard sup bro. Like, cause that, you know, I mean, we were, it was just like a big family reunion, you know, it didn't matter who you were, didn't matter where you came from. And, you know, it, because we were all family and, you know, we, I, I got to go to the blue light ceremony. They honored uh, my, my friend, Jake Pickett, um, who was murdered in 18. Um, you know, they called his name out. So I, I was able to, to go to the blue light ceremony. Uh, Mark uh, had given me leave from work in the booth to go to that. And, you know, just the amount, the unrelenting sea of police officers was incredible. It was, mm-hmm. it was absolutely incredible. I tell you what, that um, I do probably uh, the uh, me working with Bates now. They're outstanding. You know, start with Relentless Defender, and and now with them, I I always said I don't want to be too spread out. Yeah, too spread out, too sales pitchy, too. Yep. But people that I honestly believe that are doing good and, and putting back, I'll promote them. And I said, you know, everything they, they do on the sides. And I, I said, I never get too over-involved. I'm going to keep it like at a limit. And I'm kind of like where I'm at now. But, you know, you get better by working with people that are, I'll say, or that are going to push you very um have the same goals as you but yeah yeah Bates has been awesome I I'm I'm the same way I don't I don't like to have 19 different discount codes for 19 different companies like I I've I've you know several companies have reached out to me including some bigger supplement companies and I'm like I just I don't take a lot of I don't take any supplements none Mm -hmm. you know so it's like why would I try and sell your product that I wouldn't even buy you know, it, I just, I'm not into that. So like, you know, obviously I, with barbells and badges, that was the first one. And then, you know, I work with Bates and some other stuff, but I mean, I, I'm, I work with companies that are solid companies mm-hmm. and like, so like uh, the blue line coffee company, the place that I get my coffee, they're awesome. They make great coffee. They support, you know, military law enforcement, whatever. I'm like, I, I'm down for that. You know, I know that there's, you know, the bigger, you know, uh, darker colored long gun uh, coffee company. I know that that exists, um, but they're huge. And Mm -hmm. why would I not want to support a smaller business? So that's, that's what I, that's what I like to do. Yeah. I, I I think I just made a rule. I was like, if, if I'm going to promote someone, it's going to be someone that I know, something I use, something I trust. Same. You know, there's a certain criteria and, um, and plus, too, they, you know, giving the, a discount to my people. So that's what I'm going to, that's who I'm going to promote. And it's going to be stuff that I use and I like and stuff yeah. I believe. You can't but, go wrong with the Bates boots, man. They're, I have about six pair now, it seems like. And I just transitioned back over to the, the ultralight because it's getting colder. But I mm-hmm. had been wearing the, the Rush those things are slick man i love them oh yeah i wear those um wear those i'm all rush i'm all rush yeah i said uh, well you work inside you don't have that wind blowing in Mm -hmm. i told him i said that's i said i'll be glad to push those for you i i don't uh really 
we used to wear boots when we were uniformed. They changed our uniform. I said, I don't want to, I don't want to use up something that I don't use. use. <laughs> so let me push those rushes. Um, and, you know, Relentless Defender, I like them. They came out and they, they've made dispatcher uh, communication shirts. They've got in line with them. Which are pretty rare, it seems like. They were they were right out front line, man. They, um, I was when they started it, and uh, I said I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, you hardly see those, and they're more they're more involved. They're just not a simple, you know, gold line or yeah, the uh, other kind. You know, other people do something but it was just kind of like an afterthought and i mean they put thought into they design and yeah well they you know they they have a specific design too that relentless defender does you know it's very yeah. you know all of their style their style looks it, you know oh that's a relentless defender shirt you can pick them out you know yeah. say, kind of the same thing with barbells and badges like you can tell when mark's designed something you know he did the design for my podcast the little you know the caffeine and sarcasm symbol mm-hmm. logo thing he mark designed that and yeah. you know, it's just you can you know you can tell how people have their style. So, so when are you starting your podcast? As soon as I pull the trigger, I'm just <laughs> I, I'm nervous. Um, I went out and bought some equipment, and I, I've got some uh, guests lined up, and you're more than welcome anytime to be on it. Yeah, heck but, yeah. Um, it's a lot more fun and, and it's a lot easier than you'd expect, man. It's uh, like, I, I was shocked at how simple it really was. And I love it. Like I've, I've, I'm having the most fun doing this. I have more fun doing this than I do my Instagram and I have a lot of fun doing my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, and it's nice too, because I already have an audience built up with my Instagram. So, and you'll already have an audience too. I'm sure people will just would love to listen to your show well I, and that's what i wanted to be about the same as an escape some you know to introduce maybe different aspects of other things to people in our careers and still show our side to the outside um but you know i know you know there's going to be shop talk but it, you know it doesn't have to be that all the time if you know i i love barbecuing i love uh, MMA and I'd like to have those aspects in. So you, you w- like religiously watch UFC or how does that work? Used to, um, kind of gotten out of it for a while, but it was, yeah, all the time. Actually, uh, we even, I started an MMA apparel back in the day and, um, took it all the way up, got it trademarked and logo even got into a video game. So it was, but I didn't fight. I mean, we traveled around and went to different fights and had a blast with it. But our state here just made it so ridiculously expensive. Like there was five um, promotions shut down because they couldn't even afford, you know, to run anymore. So what was your your company, your logo? Uh, It was called No Decision, No Decision MMA Apparel. And uh, just a mom and pop style and shot up kind of quick. And uh, 
it was really popular back in like I mean, when I was in college, you know, everybody was wearing affliction and like tap out shirts and yeah, it was, uh, but you know, back in the day and gosh, we got to meet so many fighters and it was just, um, I just always, I don't know. I just loved it. That was the, uh, you know, we went to some pretty big fights and, uh, you're talking six hours I was just sitting and watching and no kidding what um, video or at least your your company one of the ufcs it was uh no uh supremacy mma yeah no kidding yeah it was neat to see that logo on the mat of different fights like they yeah. have it placed and then they have it on guys shorts and it was a pretty rough game but it was uh it was like a guy fighting his way up from small to the big time. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Um, That's crazy. I would have never guessed that. I would have never put you as a, as an MMA guy. Do you, do you have any, I mean, do you practice any martial arts? No, (laughs) (laughs) no. You just like to watch it. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I got a punching bob out in my garage and uh, that's about as much as I got into it. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. That's hilarious. I mean, you know, that's what, that's just the two guys coming together and, you know, figuring it out. That's what, how basic, you know, that's just the basic, this guy don't like this guy. You know, it's not like that since it's went on mainstream and all i mean it's yeah you know and people would always people ask me they'd be like you you take your kids and hang around fighters i mean they're some of the most disciplined honorable people i was like if you knew what a fighter went through to prepare for a fight oh and uh um i like this was back back when female were fighters were just getting accept, you know getting their way in and mm-hmm. uh, we actually sponsored two the first two female fighters that were in a video game ever oh no kidding yeah and uh that was uh michelle gutierrez and felice herrig um they were the first the first two female fighters in a video game, I believe is what that was. Huh? Not, there was female fighters in games, but they were the first. In a, in an MMA game. Yeah. First feet, real female fighters. Um, in a game. And it was, it was kind of big back. I mean, you know, that's back when Ronda Rousey was. Um, all the, I got to, gosh, there's so many fighters I got to meet and, was proud to meet um it's crazy how like you know yeah it's it's violent but like you said how disciplined these people are like you know it, it, aside from conor mcgregor who tends to lash out at people and get caught on video doing it and get arrested and things like that like the majority of the time the mma fighters act better than the nfl players do oh god and the nfl players make way more money oh yeah 
Yeah. You know, it's um, like, it, it blows my mind. You, you know, you always see these, you know, arrests for domestic violence or weapons charges or drugs or whatever from the NFL. You hardly see any of that from the MMA. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, people, that was back when they said, well, you know, it's hard to see a girl get hit. And I said, well, it's not, a, it's not like a guy hitting a girl, you know? And what made me think, and after I talked to some of them, with all, like I said, with all they put into the training, the diet, the discipline, the practice, the, do they really deserve to get told no after doing all that? I said, I don't think they do. They've earned it. If, if that's what they want to do, they deserve just as much. And man, I've seen, I've seen some fights that I was like, whoa just uh amazing and just the, the spirit of them and i don't know I, I i always said i was just the number one fan a big big fan of mma and then the fighters yeah and they were i mean either if they were professional fighters or amateur fighters i'm gonna say 99 percent 98 99 were just the most humble disciplined people you could get to know and that tells you a lot about the you know they say oh it's a violent sport and so yeah it is but that's what it is it's fighting it's yeah a, it's what do you think boxing is i mean it's the same thing mm-hmm. except without using your legs yeah and it just phew, uh I met some of the, I met some of the smallest time fighters and I met some of the biggest time fighters and just the friendliest people. That... Yeah. Are you going to watch the, uh, the Tyson fight? Yeah. I can't miss that. Oh man. Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Man, it's going to be the, the bad thing is that I've, I've read that if somebody gets cut, they're stopping the fight. So I'm like, that could be the first punch. I don't, yeah. That, um, I, I've watched their interviews, and when Roy Jones said, "He's like, well, they're calling it exp- you know, expedition, but it does not look like it's set up that way." And uh, he's like, "I'm stepping in the ring with Mike Tyson," and Mike Tyson is like, "I'm stepping in the ring." So that's the way they're looking at it. They're looking at it as, the, I mean, they're just going to go in there and go at it. It's going to be like watching a train wreck. Well, and I think that one of the biggest things too, because I, I was a huge Tyson fan and like, you know, obviously his, his old trainer, custom auto, um, he had such a specific style in training him. And then you get uh, uh, the guy that uh, he's training him now, Cordero, I think is who it is. The, the striking coach. Thanks. So. Um, who evidently knows what he's doing if you've seen Tyson's workouts. Yeah. It like, you know, there's that, uh, yeah. Rafael Cordero. He, there's that one video where he just eats a right hook from, from Tyson. <laughs> it just keeps and I'm like, dude, like Tyson's got it back. You know, there, there's a great, uh, the most recent podcast with, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, interviewing Tyson. It's mm-hmm. the, I think it's the second one that they ever did. And Joe Rogan was saying, like, he's like, you're a completely different person from the last time we interviewed. Yeah. Because, because you started training and everything again. He's, he, he's like, it's like talking to a lion. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it's 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 absolutely crazy. Like the the amount of steam and willpower that that dude still has in him. You know, I mean, I I wouldn't stand toe to toe with him. No, I was like, and I go, isn't that just kind of a perfect twenty twenty year? We're so everybody's scared of everything, and all of a sudden Tyson's back fighting. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We had I, I'll kick on podcasts and, and while I work out, and it just seems to make it go by fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, um, I've kicked yours on. I've kicked on. Um, oh, what's the one? Those guys I, I haven't heard from them in a while. Savage Dispatch. They had one. Yeah, what happened? Like. Savage, uh, Savage Dispatch and Officer Glazed. I was on their podcast. Yeah. Like, like a year and a half ago. And they both just gave up the game. I mean, it just, you know, apparently some, somebody's been in contact with Glazed. I think, um, I think it's like Peacemaker's Palmate or something had continued talking with him and they just, they were getting too much flack from their departments and from Instagram. Cause I mean, they, they were obviously they were pretty savage with their memes and stuff. So I think they just opted out and, and dropped it off. I mean, I bought one of glazed sweatshirts for crying out loud. It was. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were coming up big and quick. Um, and that's, um, I was, you know, seeing them having a podcast and a podcast thing that got me looking. And then, um, you know, I like your podcast. I think. To me, I just, it's got, I was, I got everything. I just got, I'm getting nervous about it. So, I mean, that kind of takes it to another level. I just want, I want to make sure everything is, you know, set up on the same thing that I've been going on. I I ain't looking to be, you know, some big name. I just, this is what it is and this is what it's for, you know, to be used for. But you might be. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Like, you know, like I said in my, my intro episode like you know what i i might not i i probably won't be as big as joe rogan but damn it i'm gonna try you know yeah. i mean i'm i'm still gonna have fun with it i'm gonna do my best with it and and i'm gonna shoot for the stars and and, and see where i land because mm-hmm. i i think this is a lot of fun i think i'm good at it you know i mean <laughs> it's i think i had was talking to my wife's boss and she had said that only men tend to say that. And I was like, say what? And, and she said that I think I'd be good at something. So I'm going to try it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it, it may be true. I don't know for the, for the lady listeners out there. I don't know if the ladies have the confidence of, you know, just saying, I think I'd be good at it. And, you know, she, she, you know, she obviously, she wasn't insulting me. She was, you know, kind of paying me a compliment in that I'm just willing to try it because yeah. I think I'd be good at it. And I, I think that if all people had that mindset, you know, maybe it's an alpha thing. Maybe it's, I don't know. I have no idea. But I think if all people had the mindset of, I think I'd be good at this. And they just gave it a shot. We've had, we would have so many more successful people and, and so many more people trying new things. I mean, like the, the whole Instagram thing for me, obviously I'm not the best at it. Otherwise I'd have 10,000 people, but I also don't take my shirt off. So, you know, that, you know, you get the thirst people that that's all they want. And it's like, that's not what I'm there for. But this, 
this podcast thing. I, I feel like I'm, I'm having a great time with it. And like I said, I thought I would be good at it. And I kind of think I am. So I made a post one time of, uh, um, it was two girls in bikinis and I put my face on one and officer Smith's face on one <laughs> and uh, the guy officer Smith, not yeah. Ashley. Yeah, I know. I know who you mean. And I said, I got a great idea for us to get more followers. <laughs> <laughs> and only fans. Oh my gosh. I was like, there's, how do people get, I, I you know, I know what, it, you know, it, but I'm like, the girl just standing there in a bikini, 1.12 million, two, three million. It's like, you know, the, the look thing is going to, but I guess, you know, if you got it, well, I don't know. I don't know yeah. I would. You know, and, th and that's the thing. Like, I don't knock the guys that do it. Like, you know, you you want to get on there and and be married, but still take your shirt off and you know have a bunch of thirsty women after you. Go right ahead. That ain't me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. But then you get are those real followers? Or I, I've recently gotten into a. Uh, contest and uh it was just kind of a whim and uh um i've seen people just join or sign up for contests and uh i'm like ah, whatever and i was bored to work and i was scrolling through and it's the here's this contest so i, I signed up well next thing i know they sent me a thing said that i was accepted and that they set me up a profile and it's uh this whole motorcycle thing with uh, Paul Tuttle Sr. And uh, I said, I contact him like, well, hey, if it's just internet votes, how about we use my dispatcher John name? I said, I've got to, I can, you know, reach a lot more people that way. They flipped it over, they switched it. And uh, I think I'm, I'm in the third round now. And they asked, what would you do with a motorcycle if you were, if you won? And uh, I said, I would use it to build relationships between first responders and, and the public. I said, I'll take it to shows and uh, let people see it, talk to people, promote relationships. And, uh, you know, I think it'd be a little great at police week, at bike week, at, uh, um, Anybody that puts up a tent wants to bring it in. I'd say, I said I think it could be used as a tool like that to promote. Um, Wait, so you so you're in the in the running to win a chopper. Well, I'm. I think this is the third. I've been through two rounds, um, and they're also using it to raise money for Hudson Valley uh, SPCA uh, No Kill Shelter and. Orange County up there, where they're from. No kidding. And the contest is you get to have Paul Sr. build you a chopper. They put it in a magazine and have it on a TV show. And uh, I was just kind of checking it out. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I have a, you know, it's an entry. And then I said, oh, well, it's not because I wanted to make sure it wasn't like 
me asking people, hey, vote for me, but buy this to get votes, you know, or, or some right. kind. Of, but actually, it's on the up and up. It's um, there. You don't you can purchase. You can make a donations towards that no kill shelter or you can just vote for free and uh, a free vote, you know, one a day. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a good cause. And if it can, if I, you know, hypothetically, if it did come my way, I would, that's what I would use it for. I would, I mean, where can we, where can we vote for you at? Um, I've been posting a link. I don't think I put one on Instagram. It's on my Facebook. Okay. Um, I can send you a link. If you want to vote. Yeah, send it to me and I'll put it in the description of this podcast. So then people can just jump on there. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, there's other, there's a bunch of people in it and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if it goes, it doesn't go my way. It goes to someone that could benefit it and, but you know that's a that's a very expensive motorcycle to uh, you know I, I told them I was like I would ride it ten foot at a time from the, <laughs> to, to wherever setting it up to uh, let people see it. I said I'd love to take it on like a department tour, uh, dispatch centers, police departments. Oh, that'd be cool. I think that'd be really cool. I said. I'd, I would just make it uh, make it a first responder bike and make it uh, have memorial aspects on it. Um, but I said I would give free design ring to. Uh, no kidding. Paul Senior. So they just go with it. And then. Uh, Put like a thin I, gold line running down it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. You know, put your, they know, put your logo on the side of the gas tank, the cartoon picture of you. <laughs> yeah. You value that thing. Make it worth like 10 bucks then. <laughs> you want the $10 motorcycle. Yeah. Would, yeah. People would be like, you know, whose bike? Oh, no. I see whose bike that is. Yeah. I'm, no, it's, yeah, I don't. I'm not really. <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> like, wipe that off the tank. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It seemed I, I. It was just a whim, and um, my people's been backing me up on it. So, awesome. Well, definitely, I, if if you guys want to jump over, there's a link in the uh, description down there that uh, will take you to the website that you can vote for Dispatcher John, so he can win a motorcycle, and and I can ride on the back of it and give him a nice hug while we're riding down the highway. I'll just let you ride it. I'll just let you take it. <laughs> I don't know how. So <laughs> I gosh, I don't know if I could ride one that big. I've I've never rode a I mean I have a motorcycle, but you're talking that's a chopper. That's a well yes I would ride it. I ain't I'm I'm just being so <laughs> Yeah. I would say it's I, a free bike. You're probably gonna ride it. It's an expensive one. I wouldn't I don't, I wouldn't I told um I was like, he's like, you'd ride that thing? I'm like, no, very little. Um, yeah. I'm going to go buy a trailer for it, an enclosed one. Yeah, I mean, they take a lot of care and maintenance and stuff, you know, because especially if it's all chrome and everything, you got to take care of it. And Yeah, I, I'm going to be, I'll be uh, buying an enclosed trailer for that thing to haul around. I ain't going to be yeah. wrecked. 
That's like buying a Ferrari. Like I, I wouldn't drive it if I have um, It'd have to a little bit. <laughs> I, you, you would, but I mean, it's like you know, especially probably because it's in in Indiana. You know, we use salt on the roads for for the snow and stuff. It gets nasty out. Like if I lived somewhere dry, like Utah or you know Arizona or something, I'd probably drive it a little bit more. But you know, because if you if you ever go out west, you'll see like a whole bunch of old El Caminos and stuff that you know don't have any rust that you know that look like they're brand new because people are just taking care of them because they're able to out there. How's it feel to be so loved? for your state's um license plates from other places <laughs> yeah uh indiana for some reason we have about 50 different styles of license plate and you know there there is a cheat sheet for you know the the code the plate code for it like you know the the red white and blue one that it's got the american flag on it that's the in god we trust plate mm-hmm. cm use yep. use cm when you're running the plate type or you know, just the regular bicentennial one is PC. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of them, but it's it's an it's obnoxious to us because it's like, well, what's that plate code? What is that? You know, what's what's 4H? What's you know, who's your Veterans Association? What's Kids First? What's there are literally so many, and there's like a sort of a, a catch-all uh, plate type that we use. It's it's OR. And if that doesn't get it, then I'm asking my dispatcher, like, what is the play code for this? Like, you know, what's the purple heart? What's I've I've seen that cheat sheet, all volumes of it. Yeah. It's a book. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But I mean, you know, if they raise money for, I guess that's what, that's what we do in our state. Our state specialty plates are there to, you know, raise awareness and money for whatever's on the plate. Yeah. I don't know. Typically, I mean, you know, you get the, you know, the there's RN, you know, nurses, registered nurse ones. There's now there's they've had them for the last couple of years. They're law enforcement plates that have like the sheriff star. It's it's law enforcement supporter. But mm-hmm. all of the druggies buy those and put them on their cars because they're like, oh, I won't get pulled over because I support the, you know, support or people will think that I'm, I'm a cop. It's like, no, we look for those plates and then try and find PC to pull you over because you probably have drugs. Yeah, there was, this wasn't a druggie, but this guy, he'd always buy them and stick them on his car. And uh, he's like, he had on his car and he's like, I'm a supporter. And the officer was like, Yep, then you won't mind making this donation to this state for the speed ticket. <laughs> he goes, uh, well, if you're a supporter, you won't bat an eye at it. <laughs> <laughs> and he got a ticket. <laughs> yeah. But when I was down in Florida, oh, uh, okay, we rented a boat and uh, docked it up on a, a private, uh, this beach. And all of a sudden, here comes this boat pulling up, and it's got the blue line flag, uh, blue lives matter, American flag. And I said, oh, I gotta meet some of my, these my people, and they pulled, saying that they were uh, officers from uh, Jersey, and uh, took me back to uh, took me back to the police week days, and. Uh, because I, I walked over and said, are you guys a boatload of officers or are you just uh, supporters? He's like, we're on the job. You're on the job. 
was like, where are you from? He's like, we're from Jersey. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Top-notch guys. I mean, couldn't, I mean, just enjoyed standing there talking to him. I was like, well, I needed that. I ain't met anybody from way out in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I just had some laughs. That's did, any, was... did any of them know you from Instagram? No. Uh, the part of Florida I was in, nobody knew me. <laughs> nobody at all. Well, you never know. I mean, you, you, you know, no. some people might recognize your face or, or something. No, I did call down to the local one. Um, uh, just to ask something, I didn't want. I didn't know about some of the fishing. That well, make sure we needed fishing license, or if we rented. You know, some places if you know you rent a property, you can the dock, and but I wanted to be safe, and uh, so I called down just to make sure. Um, internet was acting up or something. I said I'll just call real quick and ask him, and uh, it's like. You by chance ever heard of Dispatcher Jones? No. I'm like, okay, then. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's a builder. Appreciate it. I said, well, he he sucks. Hang up. <laughs> oh man, that's that's rough. The one time, the there was one time, um, I was at a charity ball, and uh, it was, gosh, it was. Uh, Jason from Fire Department Chronicle, Officer Smith, Vinny, Tourette's Cop, me, um, Trooper Tracy, Vinny Montez, um, all together. And uh, I said, they said, we got food, you know. I said, well, call. I was like, let's call and have uh, some of the uh, officers swing by and feed them. They got extra food. He's like, yeah. So they start calling. And uh, Smith was telling them about the um, charity ball. And he goes, yeah, he goes, there's some of us here that are known on the internet, <laughs> Instagram, or how he said it. And uh, he's talking to her and he covers the phone. He looks at me and he goes, she knows you. And I went, why are you surprised? <laughs> why, is that, why, why does that surprise you? <laughs> He's like, oh, just she, she knows you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Finally, one. I won. Oh, but it was, uh, had to make you feel good, though. Yeah. Yeah, it did, actually. <laughs> why are you surprised at that? He's like, I was just saying. I mean, he's a uh, Smith. He's growing up pretty good. He's leaps and bounds. That is funny. He he puts on some some funny skits, man. The stuff that he comes up with. There was one that he did recently. It was uh, when you get a civilian ride along, and I sent him a message. I was like, I was like, bro, this is like right in your wheelhouse, man. This was so funny, and you know, we we chat every now and then. Um, but, but man, he he puts on some good stuff. That one bugged me because I was like, uh, I had one written up, and I was like, man, I'll come out to you and do it. But I said, I've got props, I've got all this written up. 
to do a dispatcher ride along and he released that one mm. and I, you dick now it looks like i copied you i can't do that i gotta <laughs> scrap the whole thing and uh oh yeah i had starter pistols i had bullhorns i had all this stuff and uh I was like, I gotta scrap it. I ain't no way I can do that now. Yeah, you know, it's you're gonna have repeat thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to like memes and and heck, even you know topics that you talk about on podcasts, you're gonna have repeat stuff. It's just it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at, um, just okay, our scope, just in dispatch. You're not overtime. Karen calls coffee. Um, sarcasm, hey, there's the top five. Yeah, everybody's gonna be making, you know, that it's you know, and then that's why I always think if you know, if we push each other, you're gonna get the best jokes of all of that. So, right, yeah, I actually got in trouble for uh making fun of detectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say about it. Um, <laughs> I've had to pull down some of mine. Um, yeah, I hurt, I hurt some feelings. So well, I didn't. Mine was just um, coincidental. It was completely. Um, I posted a joke, and it was about uh, back when all of the initial um, officers being restricted and not doing mm-hmm. you know not being progressive and all that and um i made a joke about that just like everybody else but, but it was just something happened within our department that i didn't know about and happened and i posted it and um they called me in on it and i just when they explained and i understood why they were upset i went oh no I didn't know that. And then I said, I'll take that down. And I didn't, I, you know, it doesn't bother me to take something down because I told them, they said, well, we're not asking you to take it down. I said, no, I don't want my officers thinking I'm making fun of them in that aspect of something that happened. That right there is because, because I had the same thing, you know, I got called into my captain's office and he's like, Hey, what's the deal with this? And it was a meme that I'd made about detectives. And I was like, I was like, look, I already talked to, you know, a couple of detectives about it. And they, we talked it, you know, we talked it over and I, I took it down. It's not a big deal. Like we've, we've moved past it. And he was like, Oh, okay. You know, I just, like I'd already taken care of it before anything else had even happened, but it was like, you know, a, a part of me. And I say this with, uh, you know, great tact, a small part of me was kind of like, really? Like mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to be that upset about a meme. That's just a joke. That's not directed towards you. It's just a general joke about detectives. I got friends that are detectives, you know, and you know, but you know, somebody was, was upset about it. So I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not, I'll just take it down and, and look, you know, we, we I apologized for, for upsetting them and we moved on. You know, that was the end of it. But it it's it's kind of crazy how some people will take things so personally. Yeah, mine was just it you, was, yeah. Obviously, yours is a little bit different, but mine was general, and 
I just, I wouldn't want them to think. I will make fun of them, you know, to their face. I mean, they are, and, you know, I, I will make fun of them. But this was, you know, some, there was a little bit of, I think, disciplinary, and it didn't, I, I said I would take it down because I didn't want to, I didn't want them thinking, I didn't want to cause strife over something that was, not really there it was just coincidental timing yeah it was just an accident i i get that i i i said i said no i i i've had to take stuff down that i wish i didn't have to um but that one i no i i, I recommended taking that one down because i didn't want to, i you know it's just easier yeah it's just not worth the argument most of the time we had administration change so things that I had done and gotten approved and posted and that went really well. The new administration came in They're They're not really favorable for social media and had me take it down. And I was like, they had me take down the, uh, there is quiet video. Um, luckily the, the one the you know, my, my free bird, video i call it is uh the gunshot fireworks video at least it was it was done off duty and not on the department and there was no nothing related to the department at all so i got right. to keep but i wanted that i would i would love to have that one the sure is quiet video back that's one where people would uh i would have dispatchers reenact it and say hey, hey here, here's a tribute to you and then I took a page. I took a page out of your book and would do it, and then send me the videos, and I got a big kick out of that. <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, that one, I wish I could have back. Yeah, I bet. I understand. If, if anybody out there that still has it wants to release it, that'd be cool. Because <laughs> I, I told him, I was like, "Look, that that went pretty big. It's out there. It may still be out there. It's uh, you know." tens of thousands that quick when i did it on the if i bet i can find it oh i'm it's got to be somewhere i mean it was shared crazy it was shared and people i I still people still message me saying hey where's that at is it still around i remember it what (laughs) i wish (laughs) but i deleted it from youtube and I deleted it from Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So it, I'm, people just shared that post. It should be gone. Yeah, I'll look for it. Dude, we're, we're going on like two hours right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. Well, I'll get out. I, uh, I don't know what your limit is, but I'll. This has been this has been the longest one that I've dude I've had fun I've had so much fun doing this just you know like I said I like to get on here and talk and I appreciate you you coming on and and just chatting with me a little bit man no problem that's that's what I'm looking forward to doing if I ever get the cojones to pull a trigger and get going well hit me up and and I'll pass my you know very little knowledge that I have on to you and you know we'll get you rolling sounds good I so where, where can that. people find your your stuff at? 
Dispatcher John Instagram, uh, Facebook. I've got a Twitter, but it does nothing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying out the others. I'm not really. I did a TikTok, but mm, I'm not a TikTok guy. There's there's too much booty shaking on there for me. I just. It's just come on, you know. I feel like a pedophile. Like, like I, I I looked at my buddies and I was like, dude, this is stupid. Like, these are high school girls. What do we? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's the yeah. You know, there's yeah you know, the spectrum there. Um, that's on my YouTube. Uh, that's where I'm gonna start putting my uh, podcast. That's what I want to use it for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate the help. I enjoyed the talk. Yeah, man, this was fun. Uh, so everybody, please check out Dispatcher John on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Google Plus, wherever, <laughs> wherever you can find it. That's my Vic DiBattetto there. Um, I everything. Yeah. Um, well, you know, if if those of you that are still here after our almost two hour podcast here, this has been a lot of fun. The the lengthiest one that that I've done uh, to date. So um, please do us all a favor, uh, subscribe to the podcast, do a, do a five star review, um, and if you want, leave leave an actual review on Apple Podcasts and uh, tell us how awesome this was. Uh, say hi to Dispatcher John, and uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, let me know. I'll- I want to send this out to my people. They want to hear my voice. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this interview. I had a great time talking with John. He's a great dude. Uh, please stop by his Instagram, his Facebook, um, and check him out. Give him a couple of likes um, and follow him on there. Um, like I've said before, I appreciate so much all of the subscribers and and all the the reviews and stuff that you guys have given me the support on here it's i'm i'm constantly floored by the amount of it and i have no one else to thank but you all um i'd like to thank uh, blue line coffee company uh for their delicious coffee and uh, give a big shout out to barbells and badges for the amount of support that they give me as well so i hope everybody has a great day be sure to be caffeinated be sarcastic and have a great day Slow day, I can have a three-way chat with